Hi everyone, welcome to Can We Just Say, a guilty pleasure podcast for airing grievances and sharing your passions. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. And we are two best friends who started a podcast and we are just here to, you know what, I've been thinking today, it's Friday. It is Friday. Every Friday we get together and we talk about our week and we're just keeping it normal right now. We're just... Yeah, this is when we normally would get together and air our grievances. Honestly, right now it's uh, it's almost eight o'clock at night, so we would already be. Oh yeah, deep. everyone would already be gone, <laughs> and we'd be the only ones left at the table. Like, oh, oh, everyone's going to bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you for withstanding the rest. Um, but here's a little thing I've been keeping from you since we've been hanging out for the last Ooh, two hours. Okay. You think this is gin? What is it? It's vodka. Ooh, you're a vodka girl now. Vodka <laughs> Kelly. Look at her. Vodka Kelly came to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I like it. My usual drink is gin and soda. And so today, okay, here's where this all stems from. And this feels very much like a why am I drinking during this podcast kind of vibe. But what happened was I went for my walk. I got back from my seven-mile walk, and I was mm-hmm. like, I have gone two weeks without going to the store. Now's the time to do it. And I get to the parking lot, and I'm standing right next to my car, and I go, do I have my credit card? <laughs> because my debit card stopped working. So I was oh. like, like the chip failed. So I was mm. like, do I have my credit card? And I open up my wallet, and guess who didn't have their credit card for some reason? Oh, I don't, I girl, don't, I've been there. I don't have any idea where it is luckily i had 45 dollars in cash Mm. so then i'm walking around the aisles of meyer like budgeting in my head like okay (laughs) i really need almond milk and i really need like fake chicken uh and alcohol for tonight and then Mm. i get to the alcohol aisle and also (laughs) there's I mean, you if you go to, like, the toilet paper aisle, there's tags on everything that's, like, limit X amount of toilet paper mm-hmm. per person, like, per customer or whatever. That's in the liquor aisle, too, right? Really? Now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, priorities. But, but also, yeah, that's not surprising. What else is anyone going to do except yeah. for just get drunk in their own living room? It's a priority, but also the shelves aren't empty. Like, they're still fully stocked. You know, someone went in and emptied them out of, like, what? Tito's or Josh did say he tried to find PBR and they didn't have it so he had to settle for Labatt so like Mm. I guess maybe there's certain things but yeah I was thinking I would either get um I was gonna get beer or do I want wine like I was kind of doing that little dance you know and I looked and Long Road Distillery a Mm. Grand Rapids distillery had their vodka was only $20 which is cheaper and very good quality of everyone else so I was like well Vodka Kelly is coming out tonight. Hopefully I don't flip off Sarah too much. Yeah. No, Vodka Kelly gets wild. Vodka Kelly can rage. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was also in a rage. Going to the grocery store in general is like pulling teeth for me. It's, yeah. You particularly hate it. I. It's a necessary evil for me. But I, I dabbled with shipped this winter just because I live... <sighs> What, like two? I can see. Less than a half mile. I can see a mire from my house. Yeah. And yet I'm just like, nah, 
not doing it. So I got shipped just to keep my sanity because I get such a rage when I'm there. But can I just say, I hope that they keep these X's on the floor. Have you noticed <laughs> yes. the, the taped on X's Yeah, on the, the floor? social distancing X's. Yes. I think they should keep those because I have a really loved people not being all up on my shit mm-hmm. when I go. That has, you know, loosened my rage whenever I go. Um, but I walk in the door today and I have my reusable bags in my hand and the greeter comes up and he goes, oh, you can't use those. And I thought because I I walked over to the carts and I thought he meant like they haven't been disinfected yet because before they were doing a system of every cart that comes in, they Mm -hmm. wipe it down and move it to a new area. But I was like, oh, the carts? I didn't see any other word. He's like, no, you're reusable bags. And I was like, oh, um, why not? And he was like, well, the cashiers don't want to touch them. And I was like, oh, that's fair, but I'm using self-checkout. And he was like, not even there. And so then I was kind and I was like, I know you are not the man making this policy, but also that doesn't make sense to me. So he called over somebody else to be (laughs) like, I'm not making this up. And I was like, I get it. I totally believe you guys. I get it. I do really get it. But also I'm not going to use plastic bags. I know. So do you know what I did? What did you do? (laughs) This feels very much like match game. What did you do? (laughs) I wheeled my cart to the door with my because i only bought like 10 items yeah <coughs> and i wheeled my cart to the door and then i put my bag like i took the items out and put it in my bag as i exited because i was just like i'm not wasting no i get it because yeah. i i feel the same way about like i was just watching a video today about this woman was talking about non-recyclables and she's like okay so i'm <laughs> So I can't recycle this, but I'm not going to throw it away because, like, I'm essentially killing a seagull if I throw this away, yeah. right? I might as well just shove it down their throat myself. <laughs> so I'm just going to hold on to this forever, I guess, until somebody develops the technology to recycle this. Because I'm that person also where, like, I don't use plastic bags, but also I don't want to throw away anything. That's why, like, every piece of cardboard I've ever received ever state lives in my basement until i find a a spare minute to go to the recycling center yeah because yeah like i am also that level of like nope i am single-handedly saving the earth with my stupid like i keep pickle jars and fill them with like herbs that i've dried in my house Sarah, and stuff i saw your stash of jars when i went to go check out oh did cat. you yeah i do have a lot of pickle jars in my basement yes you do yeah <laughs> more I pickles than i've ever eaten in my life really oh, i love yeah. a pickle oh man i'm very <laughs> into a pickle i was just thinking like oh i've only got two more jars of pickles almost time to go back to meyer but I, I'm rationing myself during okay. this quarantine. Okay, great. But I love a pickle. Um, well, it's funny because that you say that people do hoard their stuff because I've been doing that also. I have a little corner of the garage that is all things that they won't take, which yeah. includes like anything that is not clear glass. Mm. So if you have brown or green, yep. they won't take it. And so my mom's recycling pickup doesn't give a shit. Yeah, so dad I, and mom is the same. I yeah. pack up, well, it's, yeah, it's the same county. It's probably right? the same, yeah. So I pack up my trash, and I'm like, hey, mom, I here's here I am, and also here's a box of... <laughs> here's a bunch of my garbage. In, yeah, my garbage. <laughs> Can you please take care of this for me? And she is happy as a clam, because my mother is 
she should be the face of recycling. That woman cuts the labels off of soup cans just because she's like, I know that they say it doesn't matter, but I would like that to go into the paper recycling. Aww. And then recycle the soup cans separate. That's cute. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I know. But I will get there eventually, I'm sure, but that's cute. Yeah, she's really, really hardcore with it, and I learned all of my bonkers recycling from her. She even had a uh, coffee pot dye on her, so she tore out all the wiring and tore apart, like, the plastic. Oh, my God. So, like, this plastic lid, and, like, here's the glass house of it. She recycled every little bit, and I and I think she even threw the wiring into the scrap pile so somebody could get the copper out of it. Like, she's... That's hilarious. Meanwhile, my dad is the, like, lunatic who's like, oh, this piece of cardboard is soaked in grease from our pizza that we had. They'll still take it. I'm like, Dad, they won't. And he's like, well, we'll see, okay. and just tosses Listen, it. Listen, I'm your I dad. I know you are, you are my dad, and I'm your mom, which is yeah. ridiculous. My problem is, yeah, because, you know, I'll use a paper plate, and let's say I use it for my bagel or toast or something in the morning. There's no food on it. I have just eaten off of it and have decided to get rid of it, and so I will fold it up very, very small. And I will hide it in the bottom of the rest of my paper recycling. And these wise guys have caught on to oh, me. Oh, yeah. And they, they get me every time. They check your stuff. You're uh, probably the only reason they still make those. Like, nope, tags. this is not what we do. I'm always trying to, like, get one under one on them. I'm going to knock on your door one time and be like, hey. Listen, lady. Relax. Yeah, I know, I Stop know. Stop making our lives so difficult. And I don't want them digging through my trash all the time because that's very revealing. So I've stopped doing that and now I just compost my paper I mean, plates. But that's fine. It'll yeah. turn into, you need some, you know, equal parts brown and green, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm doing my best. So I stopped myself before I got on this rant with the guy because I know it's not his policy. Mm-hmm. He's literally just the greeter. Yeah. He is just there doing his job and like warning me ahead of time, like, hey, if you take this to a checkout line, you're not going to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. Cause, but then I was like, but also it's unsafe for me to have everybody come in and touching these plastic bags and now I'm the one touching the plastic bags. Yeah. So, you know, it's devil's advocate. There's not going to be a winner. Yeah, we're all just trying to pretend like everything we're doing out. is fine yeah, yeah yeah it it is what it is <clears throat> okay i i can't wait on this any longer okay yes okay can i just say one of my guilty pleasures is reading missed connections Ooh, yeah on craigslist and i thought so my whole approach to reading missed connections has been i check the city that i'm in just to see if like there's any ping of recognition about anyone that it could possibly be which has happened before which was a whole fun adventure in Mm. itself or i like to look at cities that just had a major event happen so like if the super bowl happens i check that area because there's so many people in one area that there's always things kicking off and then I was a little nervous about this because I was like, all events are canceled. You can't go to restaurants. Like, mm-hmm. where else do you run into people? Where else are people making connections? And they are popping the fuck off. Where? Exactly. Like, it's it's either people. Okay, I'm going to read you two today. I'm okay. Gonna... Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to hear some. one is... Somebody who has been just apparently so thirsty for 21 years 
21 years that they are like, listen, I've been thinking about this for 21 years. Really? Now's the time to shoot my shot. We're all in quarantine. Okay, let me hear it. Okay. Okay, let me pull it up. It's so good. Okay. So I look all over the country. I look for, if I've just been to a city, mm-hmm. I will look there just to, you know. Just to see. Just to see. You know. Listen. listen you listen, have a listen. lot of, like, unmissed connections. You connect with a lot of, like. I do. You get a lot of weird, like, hey, I met this person that I did not intend to meet at all. And it's not even, like, a weird dating thing. It's just like, a, oh, I met these very interesting strangers. I do. I get myself into these predicaments where I start talking to strangers and I get so involved with their life that I need to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And so then I give them my number or something. We need to actually stop saying this on our podcast. I know, but it's what I do, Sarah. <laughs> Don't ask for it. Um, so my whole start on this tangent was I because I went to Pittsburgh Right before the quarantine started, I was on my way back to Michigan as things started closing, like bars and restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a missed connection with a man on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Ooh, did you find him? No, I was hoping he was posting about me because that's oh, okay. my style. Is I'm not going to put myself out there, but but I will. I would let other love people. It. So I was on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and the thing about my car, which is very, very funny, is it's a very unassuming little car, but it's fast. It has a turbo in it, and so people see it, and they come up, and in random situations, I'll be going to the airport, and we'll be in, like, dead traffic, and someone will, like, be revving their engine next to me, and I'm like, I'm not going to race you right now. Yeah. Are you going to give me your pinks? What is this about? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was just cruising. I only had like 20 miles left before I get to Pittsburgh. I'm on the turnpike and I, you know, when you can like sense somebody next to you mm-hmm. and I look over and yeah, it's this guy in a Subaru WRX. Very cute. And Ooh. he gives me the nod oh. and then he speeds off and I was like, oh, it's on. And we... <laughs> We did this flirtatious racing for the last 20 miles into Pittsburgh. And then I went to one bridge and he went to another. And it was very heartbreaking for me. But also his license plate was from Ohio. So like. Oh, so gross. Yeah, gross. It really couldn't have gone anywhere. But but I was hoping that maybe, you know, he was like, man, this girl with the Sasquatch sticker on the back of her ST is just. But no, he didn't. But I found other quality okay. content in I'm, my search. I'm so ready for um, this quality content. Okay, there, here's part one. You have so many saved. I yeah, I went down a deep. I'm ready. No, hole. I'm ready for this. Okay, so what I actually found is because I always thought that bigger cities would have the the best chance of seeing some good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like. I don't know. I went through when I was deciding that I would like to read some of these. Um, Chicago wasn't doing anything for me. Uh, Detroit was. I I have one from Detroit that's pretty quality. Um, but these are actually from Ann Arbor, okay. which I was not expecting. Because also when it's a college town, I assume it's like, oh, girl in the yoga pants going to class. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> The title of this one, and I'm going to skip around a lot because usually misconnections are one or two sentences. Mm -hmm. This is a 
novel. Oh. Um, oh, this is not the one I was thinking of. That one's very funny also. <laughs> I should have just read that one because it was short and sweet. Here, I will. Let me actually read that one to you because that this is really silly. This one's from Ann Arbor and it's called Searching for Scott Bigley or Jeff Scott. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> Those are very different things. Need anyone who knows Scott, air quotes, <laughs> to tell him his toddler son wants to play with him and read books with him Uh-oh. and that his new child may be delivered emergency C-section this month. He needs to fix the baby gate because our toddler fell in the kitchen again. What? Since Scott, <laughs> in quotes, removed a piece and has left us chest deep in odds and ends and I can't dig through the very end of this pregnancy. He has a mole on the end of his nose, one on his cheek, and a pierced tongue. He is living with a couple or a woman and has told them the toddler in his pictures is his roommate's. What? Oh, I, okay. First, yeah. I thought you meant his roommate. And Are, I was his like, roommate's a toddler. <laughs> his roommate. Boss baby won't pay rent. Oh, my God. Okay. This one is the, the crowning jewel that I will read at the end because, oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, it's topical. It's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Um, Give me another one. I'm Give like, me another short and sweet one. Oh, here's the other. Okay. This one's not short and sweet. This one... Is, this one has like a map on it. They all have maps. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm a, clearly <laughs> not involved in misconnections at all. Okay. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. If someone's looking for me, they'll never find me. I'm a ghost. I'm the wind. This one, I'm going to do my best to condense because it's very lengthy. But I, I saved it for a reason because I think it sparks a really interesting conversation so this one is from this one's actually from the pittsburgh outside the pittsburgh area in pennsylvania so that's why i found it when i was looking for my missed connection Mm -hmm. hey if you have a black wrx and (laughs) you are from ohio and you are on the pennsylvania turnpike around march 10th holla at you girl (laughs) (laughs) okay uh pigs or it didn't happen Oh, yeah. That's the other thing about misconnections. You have to be specific. So send me a picture. And also, what kind of sunglasses did you have on? Oh. Let me know it was you. Okay. This one is called Looking for a Man Who Worked at Builder Square, Chippewa, in 1999. Oh. So 21 years ago. Yeah. Oh, this is the real thirsty one you were saying. Mm. Okay. I was a temporary resident of Chippewa Falls, Pennsylvania, back in the spring or summer of 1999. Because it's been 21 years. Yeah. Who can remember? I don't. I'm a white male. I was 25 years old, a little under six feet tall, height, weight, proportionate. (laughs) I love that. I'm going to start using that. Oh, I'm proportionate. I was more of a city boy and very bored in Chippewa. So one day I went to Builder Square just to look around. I lived in an apartment and so I really had no need to be there. I'm assuming a Builder Square is kind of like a Home Depot or a Lowe's. Oh yeah, it sounds it like sounds a, like a, like a Menards. Store. Yeah, 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 yeah. As I was walking down the main aisle of the store, I looked down another aisle, the one with the paint cans in it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a pallet of paint cans and you were putting the cans on a shelf. You were wearing a blue collared Builder Square shirt and the tightest pair of jeans I've seen in a while. Oh, wow. 
I couldn't believe my eyes. Your jeans fit every inch of your body. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Like they had been wearing them tight for a few years. Oh, they missed an opportunity to say painted on. I I know. This guy's not a word. He's had 21 years. I know. And he hasn't done anything with it. And this is the material. Oh my God. Oh, he's done something with it. Oh no. I'm really (laughs) nervous now to hear this. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the palette of paint cans had been placed slightly off-center and was blocking a good portion of the aisle. To the best of my knowledge, you hadn't seen me coming down the aisle, and as I approached the palette, you bent over to pick up some of the cans with your back to me. Ooh. I couldn't believe how good you looked Ugh, gross. from the back in your jeans, even though I was incredibly nervous. With my heart racing, I did something I had to do. As I maneuvered to get around you, and while you were bent over picking up the cans, I pat you on the butt. No! <laughs> this is not a, like, loving from, oh my god. I know, god. remember the time I set, you were sexually harassed at work yeah. years ago? Here it is again. And you kicked the man out of the store and said, don't ever come back. He's back. Here Gross. he is. Yuck. Um, I pat you on the butt and said, excuse me. <laughs> I kept walking for a few feet, and you asked if I needed help finding something. Mm. So nervous. I said no thanks and kept walking. Then, a few days later, I came back to the store, found you, and asked if you could help me get an ice chest down from the top shelf. Mm. You went and got the stairs, rolled them over to the coolers, and climbed them. You stopped right at the step and had your manly, tight jeans butt. Wait, is this a man? Oh my it's god! Man for man. Man for man? Oh, okay. Well, it's still not good to be harassing somebody, but this is interesting. Okay. It's taking some twists. It's turns. got twists. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you stopped right at the step that had your manly tight jeans butt at my face. Oh, god. I was still so nervous. This is so fucked up. <laughs> You would hand me a cooler and I would look it over and then give it back to you. Every time you turned to get a cooler or put one back, I would admire the seat of your jeans. Oh, God. How they fit and how tight they were on your butt. (laughs) I don't remember how we ended up parting ways and never talked again. Because you bought your cooler and moved on. I've wondered who you were and what happened to you. I know it's a long shot, but if you read this and remember of anything, please contact me. Here's the thing. 21 years and you're still thinking about that butt? It must have been a good butt. How good is that butt? And especially if it was a man. Because, like, I could see with skinny jeans or, like, jeggings or something, like... And this was 1999. Yeah, those suck in... These were Jinko jeans. They were probably Jinko jeans. They were cargo pants. Carpenter pants. Mm -hmm. Like, baggy, shapeless carpenter pants. How big was this guy's butt that they showed through these carpenter pants? He was... He must have been thick. He was thicker than a milkshake. He yeah. Was and it brought all the boys to the yard. To the Builder Square. Yeah. yeah. His milkshake brought all the boys to and the Builder also, Square. I've had a lot of thoughts about this since I read this this morning. And and also, this was posted today. This was posted five hours ago from when I was this reading it. This guy's been thinking about 
He's right. been stuck in his house, and he's like, man. I've, I've jerked it to everything else, <laughs> and now i got to jerk it to this butt I saw 21 years ago. What is that? He's looking for a refresh. <laughs> does, does he think somebody's butt in their prime is going to look the same 21 years later, I mean, and not like a deflated tire? Also, yeah. So he was, that's 20 years, he was like 25, so they're in their 40s, and yeah. he's like still thinking about and it. And he still wants that butt. Wow. Okay, also, now flip the script you're perusing craigslist because you're also bored in this quarantine you find this that's your butt how do you feel it depends right because if you're i don't know if he's interested but a lot of people i feel like wouldn't be i wouldn't be interested if some stranger was like hey i patted you on the ass and then stared at it and a lot. Then, I, I, then, I I made know. you climb a ladder to get down coolers just so I could have that fat even, ass in my face. I didn't even buy the cooler. I don't think he did. He never <laughs> said. Like he should have at least been comp- like compensate the store for yeah. your harassment. Sir. I didn't. I don't know how he parted ways. That's the wildest to me. Like he was so lost in the sauce of that butt that he doesn't oh, remember God. what happened. That's so nuts. That's <sighs> bananas. Okay, so. Yeah, that's been on my brain all day. Just how would I feel if my butt 20 years from now is still being remembered? I would be. In a, in a passing encounter of me just trying to do my, I'm just stacking some paint yeah, cans, dude. i do my job. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to be. But do you think? I'd be a little flattered, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't color my upset with this man. Sure. I guess... Thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Also, I mean, yeah, it has been 20 years, and you probably haven't heard nice things about your butt in 15. That's flattering, yeah. And so to be like, oh, thank you, I I did have a nice butt. Yeah. Yeah, I I just don't know how I would react, because I always think of missed connections as a thing like, I saw you at this event this weekend, we shared a Mm. laugh, I wish I could have been so brave as to ask your number, but this was... I literally sexually harassed you at work, and I came back to drool over that juicy, juicy butt 21 years ago. Do you remember me? No, I don't. This happened every day. Yeah, I had to go to a therapist for like 10 years to get over the sexual harassment at my work. You've been the subject of many counseling sessions. Oh, my God. Okay, this one is... Okay. I wanted to do that one because this one's... Can I pause for a minute? Pause, please, go. I forgot. I was like, you're not going into my kitchen, though, but you have your cooler right here. I do have my cooler. Okay, so I I started with that one because that one is so much cringier Mm -hmm. than this one, and this one's a little bit of a palate cleanser. It's also long, but this one is called Honeybee Grocery Possible Apocalypse Friend. Oh, is and this one more recent? It's more, it's okay. also recent. Well, it was 12 days ago. So this was right as the quarantine yeah. got into effect. And this one is from Detroit. Okay. So we got a local boy in the house. Yeah. We passed each other a few times, as happens at a grocery store. <laughs> I pardoned myself as I passed in front of you in the freezer section. You smiled as you passed on your way out of the store while I was bagging my groceries. I could not get my cart loaded quickly enough to catch up to you and say hello. 
Maybe the smile was simply the politeness of strangers in a strange time. But while the scanner beeped and I bagged my groceries, I did have more than enough time to have one of those ridiculous cinematic montages oh flash my through my mind of an alternate near future. Had we met, there we were, first talking on the phone and getting to know each other, keeping a safe distance. Sometime later, laughing at a dog park. Okay. Mugs of hot tea and playing Scrabble at a dining room table. Oh, I thought they were still at the dog park, and I was like, "You're playing Scrabble oh, no, this is... at the dog park." <laughs> no, this is a montage. They're going through a lot of. Things oh, okay, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, think about Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole opening scene. They're at the dog this park. Man... They're playing Scrabble. They're yes. eating. They're drinking, they're drinking hot tea. tea. He okay. clearly scoped out her grocery cart. You know, as he was walking like, Ooh, through. Tea girl. Ooh, you're into Lady Grey. Me too. <laughs> sleepy time. Don't yeah. get too sleepy. Mm. We got a lot of Scrabble to play. <laughs> uh, playing Scrabble at a dining room table. A drive in the car to the country. Oh. Sun through green leaves flashing across oh, our see, faces. See, now this is the poet I've been waiting for. Yes. He's definitely got some sort of creative writing degree from Wayne State. <laughs> He's using it to his advantage. Sometimes a small argument, but then a healthy reconciliation. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Jeez Louise. You know. Oh man. Unfortunately. A trip to the antique store, holding hands and walking through autumn leaves dry under our boots. Oh, I'm there. I'm feeling there. A bond, a connection, trust, and safety. Oh, Wow. Don't worry. I didn't go full Spielberg and imagine an elderly couple smiling at their grandchildren, but suffice to say, you made an impression in passing. You had very good energy. Oh my god, okay. Given the current situation, the chances we cross paths again is so slim that I thought, why not just take a shot in the dark, throw a message in a bottle, into the ocean, made entirely of messages in bottles, and introduce myself here? Do people, like, meet each other on Craigslist? This is what I'm dying to know. Like... I I have to know if people actually, like, make meaningful connections through missed connections. Yeah, because it's not like leaving a review where you know that someone's going to read it at some point. Like, even if it's just the the person who owns the business. I've never looked at a missed connections thing ever. So, like, if there's a misconnection out there for me, I would never but know. But then it's not meant to be. But if yeah. you're two weirdos who are into misconnections, apparently I guess. that's how it happens. Yeah. Okay, here's part two. Oh, okay. There's more. Oh, man. I love this poet this man, is, actually. This is the best. Like, I'm very into him. This is my favorite I wish part. I had had a misconnection with him. This is where he gets into himself because he was so enraptured, enraptured yes. that now he has to make the sell to her. Oh, yeah, because she clearly didn't recognize him or didn't acknowledge him at all. Right. Yeah. I am strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're sorry. sorry. I'm there are so many more lines of this and you're already <laughs> like, really, my guy? Oh, okay. okay. Strong. <laughs> so good. Okay. <clears throat> I am strong and healthy. I do not drink anymore. And I have quit smoking. Oh, okay. Those years are behind me, and I believe in the future. I am financially stable and secure, and what I have built for myself is largely recession proof. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. That's all we can ask for in this day and age, I guess. This is my favorite part. 
if not extraordinarily <laughs> handsome. I am definitely handy. Okay. <laughs> I could build an entire house with my hands. I can fix almost anything. I have a very strong sense of style and design. Aesthetics and balance are very important to me. Mm, please a flipper. Flipper, sure. I am trusted and respected by my friends, neighbors, and community. Or I consider and help others as much as I am able. Mm. I adore dogs. (laughs) I love art, design, and music. And while I have a good record collection, I am not a DJ. Repeat. (laughs) I am a single man in Detroit who is not a DJ. Capital letters. Are you sure, though? Because you have a lot of records. I have lots of hand sanitizer and tea. Oh, my God. Is this the new thing now? People are like, come over to my house. I can, like, sanitize you. You can wipe your butt here. Yeah. I did not need to panic buy anything. My house is always clean. I have nice sheets. I love building, (laughs) organizing, fixing, and optimizing things. A warning. I cannot resist really awful dad jokes. I try not to make them too frequently. Oh, my. This is sounding like every, like, online dating profile I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, but I think they have, a, like, a restriction on characters. This guy is just going hog wild. Yeah, no, you know? he's going nuts. I have had a few long-term relationships. I have learned so much from each one. But it has really took time to understand fully. Typical man. Wait, did he say to me? No, I said Oh, okay. I was like, man. (laughs) Dunk. Dunk. That's a self-dunk. I have never been married. I have no children. I am at the conclusion of a 10-year plan and growth period. I am excited about entering a fresh new chapter of life. One that is so much stronger, healthier, happier, more fulfilled and fun and just dot, dot, dot. Free. Oh my god. How old do you think this guy is? Like 22 or something? No, he, I, he's in his 40s. Oh wow, for sure. okay. Of course, enter COVID-19. A pandemic? A freaking pandemic? Oh my now? god. Now? Really? <laughs> Couldn't we have gotten an alien invasion or rogue AI or something else instead? A small asteroid, maybe. Oh my god. I want to live in the future, but... Dot, dot, dot. I mean... Really? Oh, God. Come on. A pandemic? Oh, jeez, Louise. Well, here we go. At this point, <laughs> all I can do is laugh. The main thing is, I am going to be totally okay, and I want you to be okay, too. This is our time to thrive. Oh, God. Yeah, come to my bunker, girl. If you want to wash your hands while laughing at the absurdity of everything, find me. I would be very happy to just talk on the telephone. Yuck. This guy's wearing a fedora, like, consistently 24-7. Isn't that the best thing you've ever heard? Bonkers. That's bonkers. It had so many ups and downs. I'm glad he described himself because I'm anti him now. (laughs) Whatever that is. He was very eloquent in the beginning, and then now I'm like, yuck. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah. Suck rocks. Get out of here. No way. I have read so many missed connections posts in this time that I've become obsessed with it, probably over the last like six or seven years or mm-hmm. so. And that was the most poetic yes. and also introductory 
post I've ever read in my entire time seeing these. Yeah. Usually it's like, I have brown hair and I was at Kroger and you have blonde hair and an ass that won't quit. Hit me <laughs> up if interested. <laughs> yeah, this guy like told a story. Yes. He painted, he painted such a, a word picture. picture. Yes. And also he's recession proof. So oh, ladies. Largely, largely recession proof. I don't know what that means, but. I don't know either. Largely. Like, there's a chance, but like. I got the one up on this recession. Oh my goodness. Because I have hand sanitizer and toilet paper. So yep. if you want to come to my place where I'm very clean and organized with my nice sheets. He sounds like a serial he killer. He literally said I have nice sheets as in you should get between them. Uh, 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 keep like If he could have spelled out that noise, it just... <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Excuse Gross. <laughs> Yuck. Not you. Him. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so uh, there was a period, it was this past summer, where I thought I was the topic of a missed connection here in town. Do you have it? Did Um, you save it? I do have it saved. It will just take me a second. Because I've had more than enough of my own... actually, I have it saved on my Snapchat. Unmissed connections? Like, I, I have been online dating, God, for like the last five years. Yeah, since I came back to town. And it's rough out there. I don't know. Like, it's if you guys are also online dating, it kind of sucks. It sucks a lot. Yep, I've got lots of. It especially stories. sucks when you are a grown ass adult with your own house and have been working in a professional setting for so long, and then live in a college town. Yeah, and that's your pool of people to talk to. It's yeah, not so you great. only have like baby, like twenty two year olds yeah. who are not anywhere near viable candidates or guys who like i don't know don't have jobs (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna say they don't have jobs (laughs) but but. like or guys who just want you to like be at home and learn how to clean fish and field strip a deer okay sarah can i just say though in my experience, I know these are not the people you're trying to attract, but anytime I talk about how I know how to clean a fish, men in a radius come flocking. That's what I'm saying. Their That's what ears they want. Are just bing. That's what I'm saying is they want someone who knows like how to fillet a fish and also like cook a great venison stew. And if you're not here for that, then they're like, oh, well then maybe we're not a good match. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm looking to have a conversation and you're just here to like take me to your... Take me to Outback Steakhouse and yeah. make me squirrel stew on the weekend. Yeah, I, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. So Okay, I'm having a hard time finding the post that I'm talking about. Okay. But I, it, was, it, was it, very, it was very, very short. And if I find it, I will put it on our Instagram or something. Yeah. Um, but the, the gist of it was we were both at The Bird and we were outside and you wanted to do a shot of tequila, but I had to go uh, tell me like what kind of hat I was wearing. So, like, Mm. it's not anything, but that's what I'm saying. You have to be specific. If, here's a PSA, if you're going to put out a misconnections, you have to be painfully specific. Because if you're so vague, 
then idiots like me are going to be like, I ask people to do shots of tequila right? all the time. Ask me what kind you know? of hat I was wearing. And also, I'm not looking at your head. I like, I'm just dark. Well, how am I supposed to know Sarah's what kind of hat gonna, you're wearing? Sarah's going to leave this house later today and go, Kelly, what outfit was I wearing? And I go, Ugh, I don't know. Clothes. Like, yeah. I'm not paying attention to that. So, yeah, you have to be very specific. And also, I've been drinking, so you've got to make it right? painfully Unless obvious. Unless it was like a pinwheel hat. Like, who knows? Unless they're like, you were yelling about microwaves and Fast and the Furious out in the... Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I know? Well, then I... That could be literally, again, literally It could anybody. also be you. Cause yeah, because I get it started. You no. have that conversation every weekend. <laughs> I've been thinking about misconnections a lot, and I've been thinking about your online dating journey, and I've been thinking about whenever we go someplace and I talk about where I grew up, and I'm like, yeah, I fucking know how to fish. And then guys are like, oh, bullying. And I'm like, okay, well, keep it. Not what I'm here. Just because I know how to do it doesn't mean I want to do it with you. No, I literally want to just talk about fishing, though. I'm not trying to impress you. I literally know more about fishing than you do. Not me, you, but like... <laughs> I know you're being me in this situation. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the, it's, that's the hard part of it is these are the things that I know about. And if I were to ever try to attract somebody, it's like... This I literally have a fishing net, and I don't want any of that. Yeah, you know? the whole point of fishing is to not interact with other people. So if you could just <laughs> da, 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 get to step in, because yeah, you're scaring away the bah, fish, bah, 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 that'd bah. be great. Yeah, I'm not allowed to tell you about my secret spots. Yeah. I've been working on it. I know what works for me. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to have this guy walk in and Mm-mm. tell him about what lure is good, no. what reel and mm-hmm. rod really gets me going. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for taking that misconnections journey with me. That was very, very No, I really like that. I wish I had more to bring to this. I haven't been able to talk to my students that much. And I felt really guilty about that. Like, you see all these posts from people that are like, oh, I had like a video conference with my students today. Or like, oh, we're like constantly in contact. Or I'm posting videos to like encourage my students but I haven't been able to talk to my students that much and it's make me feel like just a little bit guilty that like I don't know what's going on with them and I'm not supporting them in the way that I feel like I should be doing and so it has been nice our last like the last five walks I've been on I've seen at least one student each time and they've always been like so excited to see me and like oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, man, you know, we're, like, surviving, but, like, we're fine. And and it's been nice to have that little catch-up with people and, and reassure them that, like, oh, I'm fine. Or I had a girl come up to me yesterday. I was walking by myself, and one of my senior girls who graduated last year that I was, like, obsessed with, she came running up to me, and I was like, maintain appropriate social distancing. And she's like, I can't. I love you too much. And it was, like, so heartwarming. And her little brother came up, and he's, like, measuring with a stick. He's like, this is six feet. You have to stay six feet away from her. And my student was like, but I don't want to. And I'm like, it's okay. We'll, like, talk to each other. I'll stay for a few minutes, and we'll catch up and everything. And it was so heartwarming to, like, run into people that love you so much and that you really are worried about and to be like oh okay we're all in this together you know but we're getting through it and I'm glad that you're doing okay and I'm glad that we got a chance to like hang out because some a lot of times 
with those acquaintance kind of people, and, and especially with students, I don't like to be as connected with social media with my students. Yeah, Because, like, course. you have to have a line, yeah. right? You have to have a line, a, a barrier between, like, your personal life and your teacher life because it's hard. And so I don't want to be that in touch with my students all the time. But in a case like this, you, I'm kind of feeling the gap where, oh, I should probably have some way to talk to my students more than I do. Right. Because I'm sending emails or I'm like responding to their student emails, but they're not checking them because they're on break. Right. Yeah. And so it has been nice to, to run into people and be like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. What's up? How are you doing? That's kind of, st- that's kind of cool. And off of that, can I just say, you have such a way of connecting with your students that at least every time I'm out with you and we run into one of your students, they are just ecstatic to see you. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. It doesn't matter if it's over the summer and they've just missed seeing you or if you're in the middle of like testing season where Mm. you're literally on them all the time trying to get them to do stuff. They just think you are... You hung the moon. You are mm. the best teacher ever. You I are... mean, and, and a lot of that, like I hear that a lot from people, but a lot of it is the nature of my position as a like specials teacher. Like I teach English as a second language. And so that brings with it a lot of codependency, right? Yeah. Like, For a lot of my students, I'm the only adult in the building who takes the time to get to know them or like learn how to say hello in their language or ask them about their family or knows their siblings because I work in so many different buildings. Like I cross the grade levels and so like I can talk to my ninth graders about their kindergarten sister and I'll like say like, oh, I was hanging out with your sister today. Like, she told me to say hi. And they're like, oh, my God, really? So, yeah, I, like, I become entrenched in, like, all of their lives and all of their school life. And then it's I, – I always feel guilty about that, too. Like, am I too available? Like, do they get too dependent on me? But then I'm also, like – like you say, I'm kind of a hard ass sometimes where I'll be like – like, they'll come to me and say – oh, this teacher's, like, really difficult to talk to, but I really need, like, to redo this assignment or I want to retake this quiz or I missed this lesson and I need to get the notes from it. And I'm like, okay, so go ask them for the notes. And they're like, oh, I can't. I could never do that. I'm like, you just asked me about it in English, so you can definitely ask them. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely can. And I'm not going to do it. So, good luck. And they're like, wait, but really? You're not going to do this for me? Like, nope, bye. Well, yeah, so just off of the same thread, I think that's what makes you such a teacher that they do get so excited about. Because when you think about the people that have made you a better person, they're always going to be a hard ass Mm -hmm. to you in one way or another. Yeah. Nobody that you respect is constantly holding your hand or is doing all these things for you. That's not what makes a good teacher, not what makes a good leader, not what makes a good parent. Mm -hmm. And so you do, you found the perfect blend of I am your 
support system. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm a hard ass. Yeah. And also, I actually have your interests. Like, I have your teenage interests. So, like, let's chat about it. I do. (laughs) So you're approachable and you're... It's not your... Uh, your softness of being a support system no. that offsets your hard acidness. It is you just being like, I totally get it. I have your same interests. Yeah, well, and I and care I about be, you. Yeah. Like, I honestly care about you, but I also, like, honestly, I'm super hype about the things you're super hype about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about this all the time about how, like, I'm lucky that I hang out with teenagers all day because they're the only ones that put up with, like, half of the nonsense that I want to talk yeah. about all the time. Like, when you got me super into Terrace House and then like I had a Japanese student in my class every day and I would be like, girl, did you watch the last Terrace House? She's like, oh my God, yes. Let's talk about Shonen Subasa. And I was like, yes, I am like I'm here for so it. here for this. And yeah, and it's I think it's refreshing to them to have an adult like not just validate that they have these Yes. Like, interest, but also be, like, super interested in them is very freeing for a lot of these teens. And so, yeah, I'm, like, part school mom, but also part, like, peer and part, like, authority figure. It's a weird line it, to to tread. And, yeah. yeah, it has to be because even, you know, my mom is the most supportive person. She... I could tell her anything. And she's like, that's interesting. I love mm. it. Yeah, I'm here for you. But if I were to be like, listen to my one hour rant about Terrace House, she would be like, <laughs> wrap it up. This is so <laughs> boring. So yeah, it's it's so nice to have somebody that you see as an authoritative figure or somebody that's just above you. Like you just said, yeah, validating validate. That your interests aren't silly yeah. or like, yeah, being or just being a teenager. These are worthwhile. Yeah, these are worthwhile things to be you're interesting. In. Yeah. yeah, you're interesting because you're talking about the things that you're interested in, and yeah. I will listen to you. Yeah, and that's a lot of what I think a lot of teenagers need is like someone to just listen to them and not just like uh-huh 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 like I'm waiting for you to get through whatever you yeah whatever you're talking about but like to actually listen and and like give feedback and validate their feelings and their thoughts and their ideas and I do I love that part of my job that's my favorite part is it's I always say like you can't become a teacher if you don't like people like it's not about like anyone can teach their subject area if you super love science or whatever like by all means teach someone about science but in order to actually teach someone and like build those relationships you have to care about people and yeah. you have to have those people skills and unfortunately not everybody in the teaching field has that ability right they're very much sage on the stage Instead of like, oh, what's the other one? It's like, oh, guide on the side, right? Those, <laughs> these are the kind of like teaching things that they tell us all the time. It's like you have to be the guide on the side, right? And like push the kids up into the spotlight. It's not about you. It's about like bumping them into their spotlight and teaching them how to advocate for themselves and stuff. Yes, but there's other like ways that. to do that. Yeah, well, like that people don't typically. We love utilize. a rhyme. We love a rhyme in Who education. Who doesn't love a rhyme? So like, the, yeah, Doctor Seuss has been writing like the playbook of how yeah. to be a teacher. But yeah, so <laughs> the like the sage on the, on the stage <laughs> is like the teacher who just lectures like the whole hour and uh-huh. then like gives 
like textbook things and then like that's all they do yeah. all day every day it's just talk 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 and then you take notes and then there's a test at the end but the guide on the side is like i'm gonna teach you but like i'm gonna teach you to teach yourself corny as it sounds like that very much is the teacher that i am is like the guide on the side that's like hey here's what we're doing this week and here's why like i'm teaching you how to write an essay because like turns out you're gonna have to write a lot more essays in your life so like whether you like it or hate it, we're going to learn how to write introductions and body paragraphs and use evidence to support our ideas. And the kids are like, this sucks. I'm like, I don't yeah. care. You have to learn how to do it. So yeah. Even English speakers think that sucks. Yeah. But also, I think that is, I mean, I routinely gush about all of the hard work that you do. And it's also been so nice that you've kind of invited me into a lot of these kids lives Mm -hmm. like coming to diversity week or having dinner with some of the families and them asking you about me it it really honestly like makes me tear up a lot thinking about it because I'm so proud of you but I'm also so proud of them and how far they're coming because anybody who's the, the problem with being in America, especially in the last decade or so, is like, oh, they're in America. Why can't they learn English? And clearly those people have never tried to learn another language mm-hmm. because it is so hard. Yeah. And aside from all of the other blatant... Oh, Helga's here now. <laughs> all of the other blatant racism that comes along with the phrases yeah. about that. It's just... You don't understand how hard it is to transition, to acclimate to a new country, a new language, a new culture. Mm-hmm. And so to see the students like click and thriving oh, is yeah. just, it's so delightful. It is. To it's me. always so fun. Ugh. I love it. I love seeing them like making new friends and yeah. like joining clubs. And I was, they always feel so bad. Like I'm the head of international club. And we started International Club literally because the international students who were in my caseload were like, we don't have any time to make friends. We don't have any friends in this school and we just want to hang out and like talk to each other. And and I was like, oh, well, okay, I'll stay after school for an hour every week and you guys can just hang out in my classroom. And it's evolved into like, such a big group. Some years we have like as much as like 30 kids in it. And other years we have like three. Yeah. And it, I never care. It's just a social club, right? But kids will come up to me and be like, I can't make it to club this week because like there's track tryouts and I'm going to, I'm a really good runner. And so I'm going to go out for track. And my friend invited me to join the team. So I'm going to do that. And I'm like, yeah, by all means, like the whole point of this club is for you to meet other people and then like, find your passion and join those other groups and go off away from me and be like a complete and confident person. And so if you want to stay in this group, that's totally fine. But if you join the tennis team or you're in the spring musical or whatever, like I'm not offended that you don't come to this group anymore. It's not about me. It's about you guys having a space to like interact with each other. And we have a lot of American students that are so curious about our international students and come to like meet people and just genuinely like mentor these kids. I'm so amazed at how many of our 
like native born American students that are like, yeah, I came because I was like curious and I met one of our exchange students and then she invited me to this club and now like I give her rides to the like hockey games or like we go to the football games together or we went out to dinner or I went over to her house for a sleepover and like that's the kind of connections that I'm really trying to foster among these kids. And it's not at all about me at all. It's like I'm just sure I'll give up another hour of my life every week so that you all can have a space to hang out because a lot of them don't drive or don't have the ability to go to each other's houses and so i'm like yeah sure for by all means come here i would love for you to do that that sounds great and also if you like bring in some cool like japanese snacks or like oh god (laughs) arabic coffee like i'm all for that too yeah if you want to bring me some of your like native food that'd be yeah i'm very into that as well i also love we probably don't have enough time to get into your origin story of how you got into this position but i i've never been a big things happen for a reason person Mm -hmm. but you having to fall into taking esl it was the best mistake i ever made yeah yeah i just think it's you have thrived in it and i think that if your original plan had actually come to fruition, you wouldn't be as happy as you know. are right now. It's it's weird. It, but like the same could be said about your position now. Like sure. Who would have thought that the weird like temporary job you had in Germany would have turned into now a remote full time full time position gonna back inherit home. the company yeah, at some point like, kind of thing. Yeah. It's the older I get the like the less faith based I am, but the more like destiny based I I'm feeling, right? Like I'm not a huge fan of organized religion, right? But I grew up religious in a religious household and my parents are very devout. Um but yeah, I can't help but think that like the older I get, the more I'm I'm unbothered by, like, things not going according to plan, I think is the best way to describe it. It's like, you can make a plan and you can try to stick to a plan and and move forwards on a plan. But, like, clearly right now we're seeing that, like, best laid plans can be broken, right? And if I had followed my plan to become a Spanish and English teacher, I would have been happy, I'm sure, right? And I would have found a job. But I love the ESLs, like the English learners that I work with right now. And I love the like unpredictability and and like just interdimensional cultural like craziness that I deal with all the time. It's so interesting and so dynamic that, yeah, I, I feel like this is where I was meant to be. And it's definitely not where I thought I wanted to be. But I didn't know this was a thing. Just like you didn't know your job was a thing. Like people don't. It when you do a career exploration thing, like government contracting, doesn't just pop up right, right. as an option. And I was, and I've always even been, if you got teacher, English language learner teacher is yeah. not this, the very specific niche thing that pops yeah. up when you take those tests. Yeah. yeah. So you. You were definitely born to be a teacher. That's undeniable. I do. I do love. But you found the the niche that I fit in. Right. Yeah. And I love it so much. Yeah. 
I love that I could cry about it all the Aww. time. You're such a good, you're like such a supportive person. I feel like you're so much more vocal to me about your support. I feel like I, like I always get like heaped with praise when we're together. And then like, I'm always the one who's bragging about you. Like, behind your back. I do a lot of, like, backdoor <laughs> Kelly brags. Like, other people would be like, isn't Kelly great? And I'm like, she's phenomenal, and here's why. But I, like, don't say it to your face. I say it, like, to other people. I'm like, she's great. Here's all the things that she's great at. And they're like, okay, weirdo. She's not even here. Like, calm down. I'm like, you need to know these all these things. Well... I don't say these things to your face to be like, and now me? Like, yeah. may I have it? May, it feels- may I have a treat? <laughs> no, I also talk about you behind your back constantly just because I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way I feel about all of my friends is yeah. I... I am so proud of everything that everyone in our friends group is doing. And yeah. so aside, I never talk about myself. I mm. always talk about what all of my friends are doing because I feel like I'm cool by default no, by talking I, about everything I do else. that a lot too. Yeah. So like Kelly and I both, well, we have mutual friends that are like super into fish and wildlife. Mm. And I use that constantly. Oh, yeah, I'm always back to our bragging about like not my knowledge of fish, but, but like, like, I know somebody who knows a lot about that. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, no, I do all the time. Like, because we, we live in a pretty rural part of Michigan, yeah. right? And so, like, all anyone ever wants to talk about is fish and wildlife constantly, right? Like, oh, caught a, like, bunch of walleye, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, my friend works in a fishery. So, you know, that's a cool thing, too. Or, like, <laughs> my friend tags sturgeon and so suck on that yeah and like my other friend is in louisiana and like she's constantly catching snap snapping turtles and like this is a whole thing oh you found a turtle on the street that's so cute my friend finds like 300 pound snapping turtles so yeah (laughs) it's very much like a one-up no and i like that's literally all i can say is like oh my friend works with fish also and they're like oh tell me more and i'm like oh that's it that's all i know because i don't work with fish i just know someone who works with fish so i get like my little like ooh, that's interesting and then i like hightail it out of that conversation i need to leave immediately yeah i just need you to know that i know so that means i'm cool and then oh what's that somebody's calling me yeah i have like dust clouds behind me because i literally cannot sustain this conversation any longer my bad i have exhausted everything by just saying i know somebody who knows something you you actually have fish and wildlife knowledge because like your dad was very much like a trapper and a like a wild man right in and of itself my dad is a city boy who like grew up in downtown detroit yeah his entire life he could tell you like everything about the cars he used to put bumpers on in the chrysler factory (laughs) but like my brothers and i even though we grew up in the woods in the middle of nowhere none of us have ever gone hunting like, we fished, but we fished in, like, our pond in the backyard, and we just kept catch catfish. And as we talked about, those fish will get anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, you could well, you could pull, like, 16 catfish out of our pond in, like, you 20 have minutes. You bait. Yeah. The they would yeah. jump out of the water. Like, so we are not a wildlife family. We are a city family that grew up in, in the, the woods. woods. Yeah. 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 So, like... I could tell you about, like, a lot of Detroit music and history and museums, but nothing about, 
like hunting or fishing or anything like that. Yeah. But also, I think that is nice, though, because I use our friends as examples, or I use you as an example Mm -hmm. all the time, even though there's no way that I can speak entirely to the professions that you all have trained, you know, like a decade to get into. Mm -hmm. You have degrees to do this stuff. And for me to be like, oh, well, I'm friends with somebody, so I know the whole thing. But it's what we were just saying. It's just nice to be able to brag and validate mm-hmm. people's yeah. work because I know especially people that work in industries like fish and wildlife mm-hmm. they get discredited all the time because it's like how are you possibly going to find a job if you're studying biology mm-hmm. and it's like well actually I have a few people that I know that are doing this yeah or you most recently you have people that are like, oh, oh, teachers, how are you possibly going to get a job? And it's like, actually, there's a very high demand for yeah. people who are ESL teachers. Well, or even just teachers in general. Yeah, like, yeah. I it's- know when I was studying teaching, everyone that I met who was a teacher was like, don't be a teacher. The pay sucks. There's no respect. Like, everything is difficult all the Rodney time. Rodney Dangerfield was your yeah. like, oh, oh, advice. Oh, I got no respect. You get no respect at all. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if you guys can see me, I'm pulling my collar. Oh, oh. This is the worst Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> yeah, I know. impersonation I've really ever <laughs> Anyway. No, but, but like, I didn't listen because I was like, well, I'm already already in it. I'm already like five years deep in this. So I'm going to just keep going if that's cool with you. But a lot of people listened and now we're in like such a teacher shortage. And now, can I just say, I am like, oh, so, so much savoring all these stupid COVID-19 memes that are like, oh, my kids have been home for like three days and I've already like suspended them and like sent them to detention. Teachers, can we go back to school now? Because like, I don't know what to do with my kid for eight hours every day. And I'm like, yup. Turns out your kids aren't like the amazing angels that you think that they are your all the time. Your kids are assholes. Turns out like kids can be assholes a lot of the time. And we have to deal with it all day every day. So the next time I email you and tell you that your kid is like, refusing to do work and watching March Madness like highlights all day every day instead of writing his English essay, maybe you take my side instead of his. Like, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Probably not. Probably as soon as we get over this and go back to school, everyone will be like, ah, teachers suck. They're all the worst. Why are they paid so much? Yeah. But I'd like to hope that some of these parents will remember the dark times when they had to homeschool their kids for like three weeks. You know... Can I just say, a lot of my hope uh, coming from this Mm -hmm. is that people in your position, like teachers, but also people in like service work industries are like, I really, really hope they are seen in a more essential way coming out of this. Yeah, all these cashiers and like truck drivers and nurses and like emergency room technicians and stuff, like not even just doctors, but like... My cousin is a is a nurse in the ER and she's been working every day of this crisis and yeah. but, but yeah she's there and but she's, she's there in she's it. doing the work and she's not I I saw today I think it was I saw pictures of hospital workers Helga's oh. gotta be the loudest snore I love you so much but you have to sit on this chair over here. Yeah, so your cousin is oh, in the ER. Yes, but I also saw this um, 
post of people taking pictures of their the bruises that they're getting on their faces yes, all of the rashes from yeah they're getting everything. like rashes and bruises yes. from like the goggles and the face masks that they have to wear all day and like yeah. their skin is getting rubbed raw from like the elastic on these masks that they have to wear and yeah i agree i hope that i hope that this crisis really really resonates with us and i've been seeing all these like memes and stuff that are like we should be concerned about what we're rushing, like the normal that we're rushing back to or whatever. And and people are saying we shouldn't go back to normal. Right. Quote, unquote, normal. Right. We should make some changes. And as somebody who works in a public service industry, right, like teachers and, and hospital workers and grocery store people, it would be amazing to see us shift into more people-based like community-based policies, yes. right? Like where we protect and serve the people that are keeping our lives running, right? Because it's not, yeah, it's not like the governor taking care of us. It's the grocery store It's person. literally what is going on in this city mm-hmm. is keeping the people yeah, safe. Yeah, all these... And what's maintaining this city are the grocery store workers Mm -hmm. and the hospital. And even when you look at it, when you can't have something anymore, you're going, oh, shit, that was really valuable to me. Mm -hmm. And so then you're looking at all of your restaurants that Mm -hmm. you used to like to go to and thinking about, you know, your favorite wait staff. And the the parks. And the parks. I can't go play on the playground or this park is closed and I can't go there Mm -hmm. anymore. Like, your sense of normalcy is completely turned upside down. And also, if you go back to quote-unquote normal life, honestly, those are the people that are hanging on by a thread every day Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. And so if you see how fragile that system is, yeah, I really hope that a lot of things get changed. Yeah. And people just don't forget what they've done during all of this. No, exactly. Exactly. That's our soapbox. Yeah, we really skirt the line between <laughs> weird and... We get a little weird, we get a little political, we get, we get a little, little sentimental. Deep. Yeah, it's... we're all over the place. We're a checks mix. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to Can We Just Say? So if you'd like to get in contact with us, we do have an Instagram. Our Instagram is can.we.just.say. On Instagram, we also have a Gmail account if you want to, like, talk to us or anything. Our Gmail is can.we.just.saypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, Yeah, tell us your guilty pleasures and your grievances. Yeah. We would love to share anything, and we also just want to... Find new things yeah. in all of this. That's a lot of the point of this is even though Sarah and I have been best friends for so long, there's still a lot that we teach each other mm-hmm. and like expose to each other. And we would like that from everyone else yeah. as well. Send us some interesting stuff or things you think we'd be interested in or some like dank memes or, <laughs> you know, we're into it all. We're really, we're here for it. We're here for it. And thank you to the legal legal immigrants for the use of our theme song. It's Panacea. It's one of our favorite songs from them. We 
love illegal immigrants. They're a local Grand Rapids band here in Michigan. Give them a listen. Check them out. They're on Spotify. They're on Instagram, at Legal Immies. Um, they're on Facebook also. Check them out. They're really, really good boys. We really love them a lot. And so thank you so much. And tell other people to check out our <laughs> podcast because we're small and but mighty. And we're ready to take over the world. And that's the thing that I just said. So... <laughs> Spread the news. Oh my God, Huey Lewis, calm down. Rooftop to rooftop. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have like a cool thing that we say at the end of our thing, unless it's chilies, maybe back ribs, covered in soap.